Hello, and welcome to the Help Me Get My Shit Together podcast. This is our bi-weekly podcast where we discuss goals, careers, and life planning. Give us a listen on your favorite podcast app, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. My name is Kristen Ritchie. I'm Lauren Henniger. And I'm Courtney Llewellyn. Today we're talking about imposter phenomenon. Who wants to talk a little bit about that? Yes. <laughs> I know I have it. I say that it's a uh, it's basically a terminal illness that I have. I feel like I'm going to have it in some way, shape, or form till the day I die. Maybe. Maybe not that long. <laughs> Hopefully not that long. Hopefully once you retire, you'll be in a good space. Yeah, right? really. Just won't ca- There'll be a point in time where we just won't care anymore, right? That's, I'm hoping, something. <laughs> <laughs> Our syndrome means we, at least we care, is yes. the reason we it. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. There have been tons of books written about this topic, imposter phenomenon, also called imposter syndrome. So just to note that we're just scratching the surface. This isn't going to go into huge depth. Not at all. And the really cool part about this is Chris and Courtney and myself have actually written many different articles, or we've written many, we wrote one article, um, and we've presented on this a couple of times, which means we're somewhat experts on this, I guess. Are we experts? Would you all agree? My imposter phenomenon <laughs> says no. <laughs> Well, I mean, definitely experts on how it feels. <clears throat> yes. Oh, that's true. And experts in asking coaching questions to help people through it. And we're really yes. good at helping Courtney uh, to ask questions and each other and you all, if you're ever interested in a coaching session. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It's important to note that everything that we're talking about is really based on in what in work individuals can do internally. But it's also important to think about that there isn't a lot of representation. So a lot of people who feel imposter phenomenon are in from groups who've been minoritized. And part of that is due to a lack of diversity, equity, inclusion. When a person doesn't see someone who looks like them, they are more likely to question whether they are imposters. And Maybe we can't change that, but we can at least acknowledge that that's part of it. So just to give everybody like the official definition, because I don't think we've done that yet. So um, in 1985, uh, Pauline Clance described intimate or I'm sorry, I was going to go intimate partner violence. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Not the same thing. I know. It's the crime podcast coming through. Sorry, guys. Okay. So she described imposter phenomenon as internal experiences of intellectual phoniness. Pauline Clance was a psychologist who explained that in a, oh boy, I did it again. Imposter phenomenon is based on her clinical experiences and noted that it can affect the psychological wellness of the individual. Oh, yes. It affects us most definitely. So um, the cool part about Pauline is the fact that she threw these out um, into six different characteristics of how that looks like. So, Courtney, can you tell us what it means to be a superwoman? 
Yeah. So um, this derives from the need to essentially be the very best. Um, and so it kind of goes along with those perfectionist tendencies, none of which I have at all. Um, so we can sometimes expect ourselves to do things flawlessly um, in every aspect of our lives, certainly in our work lives. Um, and so that may just send you out doing way more than perhaps you need to do. Um, and as a result, makes you feel overwhelmed, kind of disappointed in yourself. I know for me personally, sometimes that allows me to be very uh, critical of myself and my performance. So um, that that kind of sums up Superwoman. Yeah. I mean, if your number two on the strengths is achiever like mine, you might struggle there. <laughs> Just a little. So um, one of the characteristics also is called the imposter syndrome cycle. And this is a really a cycle where even though you know you've done projects, you know you can complete things, um, you still have anxiety throughout the entire process of it. And still at the very end of it, you still have self-doubt and anxiety about what you've produced. So you can be a hundred percent great at what you did. And I suffer from this. I absolutely love project management, but every step of the way through it, I am anxious. I wonder if the people I'm working with think I'm a good project leader. Am I good at what I'm doing? And then when it comes out, um, I'm always worried, you know, was it good? Could it have been better? And that self-doubt and anxiety is always there. So it's always a good thing. And Kristen's worked with me on projects, so she knows that. <laughs> yes, and I can identify with um, exactly what you're saying about every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Another characteristic of imposter phenomenon is the need to be special or the very best. So it kind of ties into what Courtney was saying about perfectionism, but it's also that you want to stand out, that you want to be the big fish in the small pond. You want people to notice you and and to see you um, and stand out. Like I said, a fourth characteristic is fear of failure. So sometimes that fear of failure can prevent you from even trying something or because you're not going to be good at it, because you're not going to stand out be the superwoman or the special or the very best, that kind of thing. So you might hinder yourself. And sometimes that can even become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're afraid you're going to fail. So you sabotage yourself consciously or unconsciously, and then you do fail. All right. Next, there's the denial of competence and the discounting of praise. And so um, when you're suffering from imposter phenomenon, you might have difficulties internalizing success that you've had or um, accepting praise that others are giving to you. Um, and so, um, you know, you might even work through trying to discount, you know, what others are telling you about you having done a good job and, and give reasons why why you didn't do a good job. So, um you know, that can definitely cause some concerns and issues. Um, and it's not, you know, sometimes people might think it's like maybe you're being humble about something, but it's not. It's actually that you are just discounting whatever it is that you've actually accomplished. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and that goes into our last characteristic, which is fear and guilt about success. So folks who have imposter syndrome, even though they're successful, they actually feel can feel guilty about that or can fear being guilty about their success because they don't understand why they were successful. They can't give themselves that credit um, when they absolutely should, absolutely should. But they're so that anxiety has come so deep that they can't accept any of it. So they worry if they're going to even be successful and they're anxious what happens when they're successful. So it's just, again, this insane cycle that each of us go through. And I think, I don't know about you, you guys, Courtney and Kristen, but I can definitely see myself in pretty much all six of these characteristics. I think it depends on the space that I'm in. Um, as we've talked about, I'm a mom of three girls and two dogs and I have my partner as well. And I think, you know, different characteristics kind of play by what part of my life I'm in. If I'm at work, I can feel like a, um, I can definitely have the fear of failure, but I think at home as a mom, I definitely have those superwoman characteristics. And I'm going to thank social media for that because there are parents out there that look like they do it way better than I do. But what do you all think? Do you all feel like you can have these characteristics can show up in like different spaces of your life? Yeah, I think they definitely can. And it can look a little bit different. Uh based on that situation so I can definitely see a lot of different ones you know through the course of of your job and what you do um I feel like I've felt that more maybe recently um than anything but I can also I also hear what you're saying about you know home life and and trying to do it all and um yeah I mean I try to give my dog like the most wonderful life and that's not easy especially when she just lays around without a care in the world just being a freeloader so um you also cook your dog like actual meals every night so i do <laughs> she's an old girl she deserves some good stuff so chris what do you think on all that um definitely can see the imposter phenomenon um, in myself, in lots of different aspects of my life, my job for sure, um, definite fear of failure, definite discounting of praise. I mean, I've had um, coworkers who, you know, tell me that I'm doing a great job and I, I don't believe them. I just think, oh, they're just being nice. Totally think that. Um, I also have started a couple of new hobbies recently. And one is learning Italian because I'm going to Italy. And then another one is um, I want to learn to draw. And like I was, I was working my, through this drawing book that someone had given me. And it was like the second or third thing I tried to draw. And it, I, I was so, I was losing my patience and I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I giving myself like this? teeny tiny little bit of experience to, and expecting so much more out of myself. And, you know, I'm supposed to be doing this for fun. So maybe that's have some fun with it rather than like making it so serious. So definitely see that in lots of different aspects of my life. Also at home, you know, I feel like I have to always 
have a meal plan for the week and grocery shopping done. And we're almost out of food at our house. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I been doing? Oh, that's right. We lost our power for four days. So, you know, (laughs) maybe go easy. I don't know. Yeah. Grace. We're going to give you a lot of grace for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack for sure. And I think we've all said that we've seen all of these aspects in one way or another. So how do we actually work to combat this, to fight against it? Well, with coaching, um, we can ask some questions that will help you kind of think through where you are, where you want to be, how to get there. Um, So there are some questions and maybe we can kind of talk through some what some of those would be. Um, just to kind of help you think through times that you've faced imposter phenomenon and managed it and and moved past it, like Adam Grant says. Exactly. We'll talk about him in a minute. But um, one of the one of the really cool things Courtney, Kristen, and I have the opportunity to do is some is a coaching program at the Indiana University. Um, and through that coaching program, we learned about an arc and it's the arc of questions. And one of the things that um, when we are in a coaching session, we are, we, if we were to coach you as a listener, um, we would walk you through this arc. Would we get through the arc in one session? Absolutely. Probably not. If we did, we're the greatest coaches on earth and should be millionaires. Um, But no, this process definitely takes a while. So there are three different parts of the arc Um, in the first part. And Kristen kind of talked about it a little bit, but it's the current state. So when we're in a coaching conversation with a person, definitely imposter phenomenon is coming up. We're going to start in that current state. So start asking you questions really about what's happening right now and what that feels like right now and how you're, how that's impacting you now. So a lot of those first questions are going to be all about that current state, that now state of where you're sitting right now. So Kristen, do you want to talk about that second stage? Yes. This Once we've kind of established what the current state looks like, then we start to talk about what the desired state is. So where do you want to be? You might have a magic wand question. Where do you see yourself? How do you define success? That kind of thing. So just thinking through for you, what's a desired state or, or an ideal state. And then finally, Courtney. Yeah, we get to uh, the future plan. So that's where we're actually thinking about, you know, when and how we're going to take some action, what steps we might utilize to do that. Um you know, thinking to, you know, not only of what we want to achieve or get to, but, you know, what might be some potential op- obstacles or roadblocks that might get in our way along along the way. Um, and then I think what coaching can be really great for is you can make those plans, you can make those steps, um, but you want to have somebody that can kind of work as an accountability partner um, to check in with and, and talk through and, you know, touch base on things and make sure everything's moving forward the way that that you want. But then I think the last piece of that too is really to, you know, be able to acknowledge or, and, or recognize, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're having some success or when you're moving things along in the direction that you want it to be, which 
you know, I think can be sometimes challenging, but I think it's a good and important thing to to stop and, you know, uh, take notice of that. Mm-hmm. Excuse my voice. I haven't apologized for that yet. But with that, um, I think, you know, as a coach, um, and Kristen mentioned it, um, one of the books Kristen's read and I'm currently reading, um, is called Think Again by Adam Grant. So if we think about it, Pauline Clamps came up with imposter syndrome 30, you know, 37-ish years ago. And we are definitely in a space where imposter syndrome, imposter phenomenon is terms most people know. I don't know if I would have known them as much in college. I don't think they were as coin of terms back then, but I think today people are way more knowledgeable about it. I think there is now more research going on with imposter syndrome to really look at it as, because I think the way that it's presented in Pauline, Pauline Rose or Pauline Clance's work is that it's almost seen as a negative which I think is super interesting. And today's work and what it, Adam Grant shows and think again is that it's it can be shown as a positive. What do you all think about that notion that maybe imposter syndrome is actually like putting a light up your butt? You know, like maybe it's a good thing. So in theater, they say break a leg, you know, not to literally break a leg, but to get out there, you know, and do it. And maybe we just need to put on our inner Beyonce and rock it. What do you all think? It, I mean, I tend to agree. It is hard. But I think the more that you put yourself out there and try different things, I mean, maybe you try something, you end up not liking it. You still learn something from it you still gain something from it and you might use those skills elsewhere absolutely i can use an example for myself um i left higher education after 13 years and started a brand new job in a completely different sector um for a for-profit and I questioned myself from, I, it took me, I had imposter syndrome actually applying, like the actual application part before anybody even said yes or no, you get this job. I was already panicking. And then I was panicking for the interviews. And then when I got the offer, I'm like, are you sure? Like, am I the right Lauren? Are you sure that I'm the person you want? And then walking in day one, and really, you know, still owning that imposter, but real like self-checking myself to remember like, hey, these are, you know, uh, this is what I'm coming with into this position that these folks don't have. And I think it's important to have mentors and therapists and coaches who can help you remind you of those things as well. So, which I think is a really why coaching is definitely necessary when it comes to imposter syndrome, because I honestly don't know if I could have gotten there on my own. So for me, that's how I take it. Definitely, I can see it as a positive thing, but I need other people in my corner to really push me in that. What were you going to say, Courtney? I think I'm just over here seeing, figuring out how in the heck I fit into, you know, Beyonce's outfit. That's the first problem. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I was just trying to process because like you, you know, I left student affairs after 
almost 20 years um, and went into project management. And I think, I don't know that I necessarily over the last year have um, completely like, I don't know what the word I want to, like, I haven't terminated (laughs) my imposter syndrome at all, but I think I've been able to become much more aware of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a positive in and of itself, because I don't know that, you know, five or 10 years ago, like I would have necessarily even recognized that that's what was going on. Um, So I think that was a positive because, you know, if you know that's going on, then you can attempt to address it. Um, But I think, like you said, sometimes, you know, and I think we all do a really good job of, of working with folks on on imposter phenomenon, but um, sometimes it's harder from your personal perspective. But I know you two have helped me in many ways in terms of thinking through that. So I know that's where that coaching aspect, you know, can really help. I agree. I mean, I think I think Lauren touched on a really good point is that it's important to remember who you are and what you've done. It's a, I feel like I so easily, sometimes when I look at my resume, I'm like, oh yeah, I did do some of these things. Actually, I did all these things. I not even just some of them, all of them. Let me be clear. <laughs> and, and it's such a confidence boost. And, and even if it's a skill that's unrelated to the job that you're doing or the thing that you're trying to do, just knowing that you, have accomplished something, anything. I mean, you know, that, that is a huge boost to confidence because it tells you, okay, I figured out some of these things. And, and that reminds me, I can figure things out. Absolutely. So it's like, what we're hearing from Courtney is self-awareness of even being in that space. And for you, you know, Kristen talking about it, it's self-awareness of what we've accomplished bringing to the space. And it's, it's not easy. And I think, you know, some days I'm at a 10 with, and some days I'm at a two with it, depending on what space or what stretch projects and stretch projects is definitely a company term. We'll talk more about company and Uh, you know, those corporate word terms, never heard stretch project in higher ed, but definitely like a stretch, like place where you're in a stretch project that you can get put back. Like you can go into a meeting feeling like a 10 and walk out like a two. So I think it's very helpful, you know, especially for the listeners to remember that fluctuation of imposter syndrome is a hundred percent normal. Um, and that it's, it's okay to feel, you know, not like an imposter one second and an imposter another second, depending on the moment you're in, but it's how you reflect on those situations and work for work with other people. And I hope today, if we're going through this characteristics and you're like, that's me. I hope you do um, think about scheduling an appointment with Kristen, myself, or Courtney, so we can really help you walk through those things. Um, and I referenced earlier, um, and we're going to uh, post it in the podcast. We actually wrote an article um, for those of you who remember from some previous podcasts. Uh, Kristen, Kristen, Courtney, and myself worked at a medical school, and a lot of what we did in our daily job 
was coaching and it was from the medical school perspective as we're not doctors. We couldn't give advice even if we, no, we shouldn't have given advice because we were never there. We are never in those spots. So even though we may not be in your field or we may not be um, in your life on an everyday coaching is something that you can come to any of us and we'll be able to walk you through those, walk you through that arc and really help you to not, I wouldn't say we're going to help you come up with an exact plan that's going to conquer imposter syndrome, but we're going to be able to create steps with you to really help you through and process. So anything else from you all to kind of bring this all to a pretty little bow tie end. I think you said it pretty well. I mean, I don't know if Kristen's got anything, but I mean, this is just one of many topics um, that we can help you work through. And you had mentioned our website as well. Um, You can, our listeners can go and actually submit questions to us um, that you might have related to career exploration, a current job issue, whatever the case may be. So definitely come go check that out and share with us and we will talk about it on a future podcast. Agree. I think that you tied it up well and I think we'd love to hear people's questions and people's thoughts. So check us out and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks everybody. Have a great week.